0: For March 28th, this is the Weekly Rundown. Today, crisis in Suez, the heats on Tesla, a school field trip, 10 million dollars in reparations, and the TV show Superstore. But first, our team has a complicated relationship with social media. It's not that they're not fun to use, it's just that they're, well, you know, destroying democracy and causing genocide. Anyways... The Weekly Rundown is now on Twitter. We're at FaisalC93 and at HGMA. We'd love to hear from you. Big idea. Crisis in the canal. A quarter-mile-long, ten-story-deep ship ran aground in the Suez Canal on Tuesday, blocking all traffic in the longest such stoppage ever. Hundreds of ships are waiting around the canal for it to reopen. The latest digging efforts failed, but officials are hoping high tides today and tomorrow will refloat the monster-sized boat. We're sure Ross's pivot skills from friends would help. The Suez halves the travel time between Europe and Asia, with the only other route involving weeks of travel along the pirate-infested coast of Africa. The canal carries a whopping 10% of all global trade, with an estimated $400 million of goods delayed per hour it is closed. Oil prices shot up 4% on Friday as a result. This is a huge black eye for Egypt's latest dictator, President Sisi, whose economic plans centered around an $8 billion expansion of the canal. The Suez only accounts for about 1.5% of Egypt's GDP, but is a critical source of foreign currency. The canal has long been a symbol of the end of colonialism in the region, with the UK and France losing a war in the 1950s over control of it. This whole episode highlights just how critical a few canals and channels are to our globalized economy. The Panama Canal carries 5% of global trade. The Strait of Malacca between Malaysia and Indonesia carries a staggering 40% of global trade. And the Strait of Hormuz between Iran and the Arabian Peninsula transports 25% of all crude oil. These numbers help explain China's shenanigans in the South China Sea and Iran's in the Persian Gulf. Story to watch, the heats on Tesla. Tesla had a terrible week. It was caught threatening and firing workers who tried to unionize its plant in California. Consumer Reports called out its privacy-invading in-car cameras. The government is investigating 23 accidents involving autopilot, and investors are increasingly viewing EV stocks as a bubble, not a boom. We don't think smoking some pot will help with these problems, Elon. The regulatory and consumer honeymoon of Tesla is over. It's finally being viewed as just another corporation, motivated by profit, hiding dirty secrets, and dodging the law. While its union-busting tactics are egregious, even compared to Amazon, the story around Autopilot is somehow worse, despite Tesla claiming it makes the safest cars ever. Its flagship, quote, autonomous driving product lacks key LiDAR technology pioneered by Google's Waymo, allows consumers to use it without paying attention to the road, an obstacle solved by GM and VW, and people have died with Autopilot engaged in similar driving environments years apart. Most disturbingly, Tesla refuses to acknowledge that calling their product Autopilot encourages people to take their eyes off the road and not actually drive despite it being neither safe nor near-autonomous. This week's image is School Field Trip. An Italian shepherd's child completes virtual schoolwork on Take Your Daughter to Work Day. Just kidding, that's been every day for the past year. To view the image, subscribe to our newsletter at theweeklyrundown.substack.com. This week's number, $10 million for reparations in a Chicago suburb. In an unprecedented act, the Evanston City Council voted on Monday to distribute $25,000 in housing grants as reparations to every black resident affected by racist zoning policies since 1919. The money comes from a $10 million pot funded by donations and marijuana sales taxes. This is unusual in many ways. It's a local effort, not state or federal. It's housing grants, not cash. And it's tied to Jim Crow policies, not slavery, but is hopefully the first step in settling the debt we owe to Black and Native Americans. There is currently a bill in Congress to create a commission studying the issue of reparations, but little organized action elsewhere. What We're Watching, Superstore Series Finale. Superstore, the 22-minute NBC comedy with 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, ended its six-season run on Thursday night, starring America Ferreira of Ugly Betty fame and created by an alum of The Office. It was a workplace sitcom set in a Walmart-like grocery chain, one of the few shows focusing on the American working class It had painfully hilarious storylines on single motherhood, on affordable healthcare, on unionization, and on undocumented immigration. We're absolutely devastated to see it go, but thrilled to have enjoyed it for so long. And in case you missed it, GM became the first major industrial company to have an even gender split corporate board. Joe's first press conference as president was a snooze fest, other than him promising to run for re election with Auntie Kamala in 2024. Finally, an Ontario motorcyclist was caught with a hand drawn, misspelled license plate. That wasn't actually the illegal part, the Mounties took him in after he refused to reflexively apologize when stopped. <laughs> That's the Weekly Rundown, produced by Ahmed, Yunus, and Faisal. Send us your feedback and questions, and subscribe at theweeklyrundown.substack.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.